unreported world heads to India's coal-producing energy capital. In Britain, we're scaling back on coal-fired power stations, but in India, 400 million people in the country still don't have electricity in their homes, and coal is seen by many as the cheapest and easiest answer. While the new government has pledged to pull the country out of energy poverty, there's a battle on the ground about the best way to electrify India. The villages of the Mahan forest are untouched by the modern world. But they're sitting on a vast reserve of coal. Ramakant Tiwari is the chief executive of a major mining company. So what's the big idea? You know, this is a village which has not been connected with electricity. A mile from here, Ramakant wants to open a multi-billion dollar coal mine. And he's on a major charm offensive. So Ramakant's gone to round up an audience for their first Saturday night at the pictures. Come and watch the film. It's about Lord Ram. Before his company can start digging the mine, he faces a huge obstacle. We're showing a movie about the gods we worship. He needs the permission of tribal villagers like these. Do you know what a cinema is? Come and watch. You'll enjoy it. Take the others. Yes, you come too. Come along. They're coming. Equipped with a projector, laptop and battery pack, Ramakant's using a film to sell the idea of the mine and the electricity that will come with it. Only if we experience new things can we know about the rest of the world. I remember watching a film. I kept thinking about it for a week. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw the movie. That's how it feels. It feels good. That's why I'm showing you this film. It's a day's walk to the nearest town. And nobody here has ever seen a movie before. Let's turn it on. More than a third of India doesn't have electricity. That's the equivalent of six times the population of Britain. We've become so bombarded with images of India as a modern, growing, booming country that it's hard to remember that there are hundreds of millions of people like this who haven't been touched by it, who haven't got electricity. The newly elected Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, has pledged to have electricity in every village within five years. That means a new generation of power stations and an unprecedented push for coal. And it's men like Ramakant who are leading the way. Tonight has been a tantalizing glimpse into the modern world. But development will come at a price because they're in the middle of India's energy capital. Singrawli district and the untapped coal beneath the forest is now firmly in the sights of the government and coal-fired power stations. The, the mine is over there, is it? Yes. The proposed site? Yeah. And over that bit of forestry? Yes. 
Mahan Coal was formed by two multinational energy companies that have joined forces to mine in the forest to supply their newly built power stations. Ramakant wants to show us how they'll do it. Well, we're on our way now to the mine in the Singrawli Basin because Ramakant wants to show me how open-cast mining works. The mine we're heading to is owned and run by the government. But it's a model for Ramakant's planned mine in the Mahan Forest. Is this the kind of thing you want to build? Yes, yes. Wow. That is just absolutely enormous. Yeah. It's huge. Four kilometers long, this is one of 13 operating in Singrawli. There are plans to open many more, including Mahan Coals. It's an open cast, open pit coal mine. You can see the coal deposits are in different layers, different themes. So this is all coal, is it? This bit the, the where, where the black is? The, yeah, the black area is coal. In fact, you're seeing the coal floor. That isn't coal only. So this is the waste material that's being dug out? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. just astonishing. The West is trying to cut the use of coal because burning fossil fuels is believed to cause climate change. But India is set to more than double its coal consumption in the next 20 years. Why does India need this? For its growth, for its development, for the affluence of its people. We need it badly. We need many more such mines because we are importing huge amounts of coal. India has the fifth largest coal deposits in the world. But most is not mined, so they're forced to import a third of their coal from overseas. At this point of time, this is the most affordable way, most easily available way. But this is a scar on the landscape, isn't it? Whoa! That's the blasting. We're a bit close then, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually quite terrifying. I felt the, the seismic wave in my legs before I heard the bang. The allocation of land for mining under the last government sparked a national scandal. With claims of corruption and coal-rich land being sold cheaply to private companies. Ramakant faces particularly fierce opposition within the village of Amelia. It sits right on the edge of Mahan Coal's proposed mine. and the residents have the power to block his plans. Whenever we face any problems, we come here and offer prayers to our gods. Praying at a treetop Hindu shrine, some villagers are calling for help to save their way of life. We have full faith and belief in our gods. Our goddess protects the entire village, every household. Most of the people in Amelia are tribal and depend on the forest, so they have constitutional rights to protect this land. 
This tree gives fruit. This one here is a jamun tree. Like their ancestors, Fulmati and her friends spend hours every day gathering food, fuel and medicinal plants. I want to understand what this forest means to you. It is very important to save the jungle. It's our life and we want our jungle to remain just the way it is. And they've got outside help. Akshay is a Greenpeace activist. He's coordinating the fight against Mahan Kohl, helping organize protests, blocking company workers from entering the forest, and helping villagers understand their legal rights. Community forest right is actually you know, claimed by the, uh, the full village as per the law. Recently leaked reports from India's intelligence bureau described Greenpeace as a threat to national economic security. In theory, that makes Akshay an enemy of the state. Your opponents say that you're holding India back, that you are keeping people in the dark, that you're stopping progress. This development that you talk about, who is it for? If you snatch someone's livelihood, what kind of development are you talking about? Whatever we say about the forest, though, I mean, isn't the truth that this is about coal and stopping coal-fired power stations? It is about both, I say. The biggest environmental problem in the world is global warming. The main reason is thermal power plants creating greenhouse gas emissions. Amelia has become the battleground between environmentalists and the coal industry. At the heart of the fight is an upcoming referendum known as a Gram Sabha. It's down to the villagers in Amelia to vote on the future of this multi-million pound project. Gram Sabha has a lot of value under the Indian constitution, a lot of value, equivalent to parliament as well as state assembly. And so what are you going to do in this Gram Sabha? We will go and vote. We are a majority compared to the company's supporters. The so-called representatives of this company keep saying they will win, but in reality, we will win. This is a community divided. In the centre of Amelia, Ramakant is rallying his supporters. He's lined some up to meet me. Do you want the coal mine? Yes, sir. What benefits will the coal mine bring? We will get work and money. Do you know why India has a shortage of electricity? There's not enough coal to supply electricity. Even the biggest power plants in the country nearby, two of the units have closed because of a want of coal, a want of fuel. India has more than a hundred coal-fired power plants. Nearly half of these have critically low coal reserves. Are you all going to vote in the Gram Sabha? These men are all in the employment of Mahan Coal. The company is promising jobs for about a quarter of the village. But energy companies have made big promises in the past. On the other side of Singroli district is Chilikadad. The town sits on the edge of a mine. 15,000 people 
live between mountains of mining rubble and a power station. Ravi is a local political activist. He remembers when the mine was built in the 80s. There was an agreement made before the plant was set up. We would be given houses and schools would be built. These promises are only on paper. They've never been implemented. Day by day our living conditions are deteriorating. People are falling ill and we are fed up. He takes me to the primary school where young children are feeling the effects of growing up next to the mine. The head teacher, Sunita Singh, says their education is suffering. It's an astonishing thing to see how close you are to the overburden. How does it affect the children here? The children suffer from colds, coughs and fevers. Such illnesses are caught very quickly by the kids. When the blasting happens, the environment is filled with ash. The kids find it hard to breathe and they fall sick. Are the children off sick a lot? 70 children are absent today. Out of how many? We have 209 children in total. Singrawli district is the third most polluted area in India due to the emissions from the power plants and dust from the coal mines. The people developing the mines say that this is necessary for India's advancement. If it is necessary for development, they should at least keep it away from where people live. If it's built near villages, people will definitely have problems from the mine's dust and heat. Do you think this is any place for children to live? Of course not. Burning coal is one of the biggest causes of air pollution in India, and most people here claim it's affecting their health. When they burn the coal, we find it hard because of the coal ash in the air. When we walk a little, we struggle to breathe. If India is developing, it's good for them. We only get pollution, dirt and disease. In Amelia, many in opposition to Ramakant's mine fear they'll suffer the same fate as the people of Chilikadad. There are currently around 180 applications for new coal mines in India. That means more towns will be blighted by pollution but many more will be harnessing the benefits. This is the village of Jir, and we've been sent out here because there's no electricity in this area at all at the moment, but they've been promised it very soon. I'm here to see Chotilal Gupta and his family. They live 30 miles from Mahankol's proposed mine, so life here won't be disrupted. So where does the line come in? The transformer is on that side of the river. And into the house. For 20 years, they've been asking for electricity. In a few days, it's going to be switched on. The rice is being planted. We grow it here and replant it in that field. With an electric pump, Chotilal will be able to irrigate his fields better and grow far more crops. When the electricity is turned on, it's going to be like a revolution in your life. 
बिजली आने पर पैदावार हम लोगों की उन्नत बढ़ जाएगी Yes, with electricity, our productivity will increase. We will have more food to eat, and we will be able to sell our surplus product at the market. They'll be able to cook with electricity, and lights will enable his children, Pramod and Gunjan, to study at night. You make a jump. Do that. It will also bring other, far more exciting opportunities. <laughs> That's it. Turn. That's it. <laughs> I might feel a bit guilty introducing them to video games on a mobile phone, but the truth is, once they can have mobiles here, they will have access to all sorts of information. The internet won't be far away, and then their educations will obviously be transformed. The Mahan coal mine will be 10 square kilometers. and potentially open the door to many other mines in the forest. It's a beautiful part of the world, isn't it? It's really beautiful. And I'm sure that Mahan Kohl will make it even more beautiful. Really? The plan is to excavate the site over 14 years, but then replace the topsoil and replant the forest. Do, do you not feel bad though? You know, it's not destroying the trees. It's the fossil. It is. It's, the, it's, it's the, chopping them down and destroying. No, it's the fossil fuel that is lying underneath. It should be exploited for the betterment of human beings. There are other mines here, where people say they were promised this, they were promised that. It never happened. Yeah, I'm aware of. Yeah. Well, why should anybody believe that you're different? It's the element of trust. It takes time. So you accept that other people have broken their promises? Well, I should not comment on, but I certainly believe that there's without a, naming names, yeah, you accept that some I, people I, I have broken their promises. I believe that there's a lot of room for improvement. A lot of room. I do. I do believe. Yes. Mahan Kohl claims to have already invested 150 million pounds here. What would be the result of you being stopped in your tracks and building this coal mine? You know, the result will be disastrous. It will be painful, very expensive for the people, for the plants. They'll go back by decades. Billions of dollars of investment will go idle. So we, how can anyone afford? It's mostly public money. So what do you say when you meet a villager here who says, "Yeah, I don't want to lose my livelihood." I come out that they have been brainwashed into believing something which is not true. By who? I don't care. We hear news from Greenpeace. Akshay is in trouble. A few hours after we were filming with him, the police raided the village campaign headquarters, seizing equipment and arresting Akshay. We've come to Greenpeace head office to find out more. Dhara, abhi 300. They have been arrested for obstructing public servants from doing their duty. We are hoping they'll be bailed out. Priya is leading the campaign at national level. This is repression before the Gram Sabha. They're trying to scare us. Akshay's been detained for two days already on a series of charges, including obstructing the police and criminal intimidation. It's his third arrest in two years. So, what do you think this was really about? Pushing you to a limit where you don't fight, you know, the administration and the police. This is a tactic. So you believe the the local administration and the police are basically on the side of the private sector? For us, it's not even an allegation. We see it day in and day out. 
Greenpeace has been highly effective at stalling multi-billion pound mining projects. The truth is, by opposing this, you are slowing down development. As Greenpeace, we are not against development. Today, you may say that solar is more costly than coal because we are not looking at the real cost of producing energy from coal. You know, we are not looking at the social cost. If you win this and stop the mine, what's the significance? Mahan is just representative and symbolic of what's happening in the country. We are fighting for rights of people across the country whose livelihoods and rights are being denied to them in the name of development or in the name of energy like this. India's new government says it's this coal-fired development that's going to pull 400 million people out of energy poverty. People like Chotalal and his family. Their village of Jir is about to get connected to the grid. Well, it is the big day. The transformer is charged and they are about to flick the switch to turn the electricity on in Jir. But before they do that, they're going to do some prayers and they've asked me to break the coconut. It's a traditional Hindu offering to the gods. Let's hope this protects them from power cuts. This is going to turn it on? Yeah, yeah. I feel rather honoured. Whoa, and it's on. <laughs> oh, dear me. They're in a bit of a rush, but they've got a TV to turn on, you see. Promo's racing off. Chotilal's bought a second-hand TV for his family. Right, hang on. It's yet to be plugged in. Please, God, it works. This is the only television in the village, and it's drawing quite a crowd. But never having set one up, Chotilal's left it to his 13-year-old son to figure out. Welcome. <laughs> now we just need to get a signal. We need, we need, so we need to move the dish. Come on. Turn it more. Turn it more. Yes. 12%. 18. More. More. There. Aha. Look. <laughs> Cricket. As India electrifies, there will have to be hundreds of millions more moments just like this, as connections are made and light bulbs are switched on. But India faces some stark choices. This battle between the environmentalists demanding more renewables and the government and private sector saying it has to involve more coal can only get more heated. For Chotalal's family, access to electricity is a new beginning. By 2028, India's population is set to exceed China's, but its economy isn't keeping up. Producing an abundance of energy is key to competing on a global scale. Shortly after we left, India's Supreme Court dealt the mining companies a massive blow, scrapping all new coal allocations and starting the process again. The Mahan forest is safe for now, 
but the battle to electrify India goes on. The Unreported World podcast accompanies the critically acclaimed Channel 4 television series. Explore more by visiting channel4.com slash unreportedworld. Finally, get involved in Unreported World by joining the debate on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time, from me, Krishnaguru Murthy, goodbye. <laughs>